podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. And we are back for a live reaction to Newcastle United 4, Brighton 1. I am joined by Scott. As always, I am your host, Chris. And Scott, let's just dive straight into it, mate. Um, I will safely say that everyone was a little bit nervous going into this game. But it's just another game that will come out the back of it and thinking, why were we bothered? Uh, yeah, um, I think nervous is an understatement. I think everyone was a bit, it's squeaky bum time for a good, well, since the Leeds result, really. I think everyone was kind of looking at this going, how are we going to get a result from Brighton, especially when the turnover Arsenal 3 0 just a few days ago? And you're just thinking, it's going to be one of them that we're going to just lose it at the, the very, very last minute. And Dr. Newcastle's waiting in the waiting room, just ready to ready to pounce as he because he's been on holiday all season. But, uh, no, we, uh, we played quite well, didn't we? Dr. Newcastle has retired, mate. He no. is officially retired. He's passed his reins on to somebody else. Hopefully, Everton, let's get them relegated. And let's just take over Europe, mate. Um, let, let's go through through key moments of the game. Obviously, we're not going to go too long tonight because it is... What time is it, Scott, for you? Uh, it's nearly half 11. There so we go. Uh... It's nearly half 11 for Scott. <laughs> I've just came back in from the match. As you can tell, my throat is absolutely killing because... The amount of noise that was coming out of me as one person in that ground tonight at St. James's Park was ridiculous. And obviously, I always got the pleasure to sit alongside Mark and he was screaming in my lug <laughs> for the majority of that one. <laughs> Every imagine. decision, he was screaming his tits off. Um, but Scott was unchanged at start 11 for Eddie Howe. Yep. Uh, were you shocked mm-hmm. at that one? Um, a little bit. I thought there might have been even just some rotation just because of the the short turnaround between the games. And then obviously we've got the game on Monday as well. Um, we talked about it on the preview. You know, we didn't think the Isak and Wilson combo would have been the right fit for this game. Uh, it just goes to prove, uh, you know, why we're not in the dugout and, and why we're on YouTube commenting ourselves. And, and you know, we're not doing this professionally. But um, yeah, I was I was very surprised. Obviously, the bench was a bit of a mix up. I think the young lad Lewis Miley got a got a call up to the bench, which we were expecting given the news earlier this week. Um, but yeah, it's uh, unchanged and actually unchanged for a good eighty-seven minutes as well um, throughout yeah. the game, apart from Joe Willock, unfortunately. Yeah, Joe Willock picks an injury, but we'll touch on that in a bit. Um, yeah. Scott, I just want to say inside the ground, I'm not sure how well I came across on TV. But the atmosphere in St. James's Park tonight, it was loud. Obviously, War Flag's right. done another fantastic display in the Gallagher okay. end, and it was loud. I'm guessing by your reaction, it didn't pick that up on nah. TV. No. Nah. Really. If anything, it sounded it sounded absolutely silent on the TV. Really? Um, you heard little bits here and there. So Sky are obviously doing what Sky love to do best and control the the story by mm. playing with the sound. Um, it sounded really nervous. It sounded really just, you know, you could hear songs going coming and going, but it just didn't seem it didn't seem as as vicious as it has done in the past. 
uh, from from the home side. I'm shocked at that. I'm shocked. There was, I would argue, there was a little bit maybe when they scored their their goal that it, you could tell nerves were creeping in, and I think that was amongst the fan base and as well as the players. I think, I think yeah. it was a little little bit nervy on there. But let let's get us straight to the first goal. In fact, no. Before we get the first goal, Newcastle dominated that. They yeah. dominated that first half. We yeah. it was men against boys and that similar to what we saw last night. Man City v Real Madrid. Brighton mm-hmm. could not get near the ball in that first half. And the first goal comes from a Kieran Trippier a corner. Corner, yeah. So he knocks that in. And it's it's a strange one because the, the player, on, not the player on the front post, but the one, one alongside him, obviously, just jumps. It's a late jump and just knocks off the top of his head and in the back of the net. This is what we need Kieran Trippier to do more often yeah. with those deliveries. Uh, we know he's such a great player at set pieces. There's times this season been very frustrating from hitting the first man from a corner. This mm-hmm. is why we continuously start to, to give him them chances on those set pieces. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we've, we've been saying for a good few weeks that Trippi has not been the same with his set piece delivery since the World Cup. On the whole, our set pieces have been quite poor. Tonight's more than made up for that, really. Um, that first corner coming in. Um, I think it's either Wilson or Isak, I'm not sure who it was, is, is having a bit of a, a tussle with that. Uh, is it Udav who who puts it in um, beforehand? And I think Chris Horton at the end of the game said he thought there was a bit of an impedance, but referee didn't see it. But referee didn't see much uh, tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, the it, it just glances off the top of his head and it, it's going in. I think you know it's one of those balls from Trippier where anybody gets a touch on it, doesn't matter who it is, it's going in the back of the net because it, it's it, it it's almost as well as if like if no one touches it, it's probably going in the bottom corner from Trippier. Yeah. It's yeah. It's curling in. It's definitely curling in. Um, it was a jumping, good... jumping straight into to the second goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said to everybody, if you feel as if we're firing through this, it's because this is just a quick one for you tonight. We felt as if, obviously, with such an important win, we'll, we'll have to do something tonight for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, second goal, it's Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne's finally got his goal scored yeah. by using his head. Um, yeah. It's about time because Dan Byrne's had plenty of chances to put the ball yeah, in the back of the net probably. using uh, his head. Obviously, he scored the game in the cup, which was a, a, a wild, undan esque dribble inside the, the, the box. But this one, it's just a cushioned head, I mean. And it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I've only just quickly seen the highlights, but from what I could see in the ground there, it's, mate, it's like I've just said it twice, but once again, I'm going to say it again. Perfection from Dan yep. Byrne. No, it is. I mean, again, it's a, it's a change in delivery from Trippier. Instead of going to the front post, he... He lofts it to the back post, and, and yeah, Dan Burns there just waiting to. I mean, I don't even want to say pounce because he doesn't even pounce on it. He just he's just in the right place at the right time, and it, like I say, it just he just needs to get his head on it. He doesn't need any power or anything because the delivery generates everything that he needs. And like you said, he cushions it into the into the goal, and it's it's two nil up right before half time, and and you're in dreamland. Um, but like even before that goal. Brighton were trying to play their game and we just were not letting them. We did to Brighton today what Villa did to us a few weeks ago. We took yeah. their game to them and we proved that we are the better team at doing that when that's how Brighton like to play. So um, it was nice to see. Um, but yeah, happy for Dan Byrne to get the goal. Obviously, he's, he's tore up off the pitch, sliding in the corner as well, which is always nice to see. I'm sure the groundsmen are going to love him. Uh, were, were you shocked to see him celebrate like that against his former club? I don't think he even remembered. I think it's his first <laughs> Premier League goal for his boyhood club. I, I, I don't think it that would have even, you know, went through his mind until afterwards. So, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, 
I didn't even think about it, to be honest at the at the first uh, <laughs> when I first seen it. I totally forgot that it is his old club. But um, no, I think Do you know what it is. I absolutely how, how love it. Well, you know, yeah. I love it when a player celebrates against the, the the previous club because you're not their player anymore. It's fine, yeah. man. Just score. You just score. Like, like you said, Dan Byrne scored. It's it. going to be buzzing. Absolutely buzzing when they hit the back of the net. Absolutely. The only time I would get it is if it was the other way around. If he played for us and he's a Newcastle fan and then he scores against us, that's when you'd be like, okay, you probably would meet your celebrations. But still, I mean, you've got to show to your new fans, like, I'm with you now. I'm, I'm playing for your team. So, absolutely. I totally agree there. Um, there's a comment in there from Franco saying Burn was, was being the peacemaker all over the shop tonight. Yeah, Obviously, in was. the ground, I didn't notice that. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming by that comment. The, the, well, there was a lot of scuffles going on um, throughout, uh, more so in the second half. So was yeah. Dan Byrne basically just separating everybody like a bouncer? Pretty much, yeah. Dan, so I think Joe Linton and uh, Calcedo had a few words throughout the game, and it was Dan Byrne mm. who was, which actually led up to the third, uh, to the second goal. Sorry, yeah, because Calcedo should have been marking Joe Linton. They had a bit of a tussle in the box. Dan Byrne sent Joe Linton away, and he's like, "Right, you're marking me now." And Calcedo looked to be three foot tall, stood next to Dan Byrne, so there's no chance. Wouldn't we all? And and there you go, and 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 it worked. Um, and then later on, Miggy with the um, I, I don't remember the name of the, the guy, but he's the younger. It's Paraguayan. that Paraguayan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Miggy goes down, and the Paraguayan sticks his arm out, and he catches him on the lip as he's standing up, and Miggy just doesn't like it. And then I think words are said in, uh, in the native tongue, and it gets a bit. But he didn't Afghanistan because it's on that side, Dan Byrne. It's the first one, just pushing Miggy away. Um, and I think he did the same with Bruno as well. When Bruno Bruno was getting pushed in the box already on a yellow, mm-hmm. and Dan Byrne was like, get out. We don't need you. Go and stand on the edge of the box because you're on a yellow card, and you could see him just man it. So, yeah, really good. Um, really good captain-style kind of behaviour from Dan Byrne. I know there's a lot of kind of senior players in that squad and there's a lot of players who have a voice and it's it's nice that he can do that and especially against you know with a player like Bruno as well you'd be thinking well he's the superstar you don't you don't talk to him it just goes to show there's no egos in that squad and you know anyone can say anything to anybody it's, else it's it's great from Dan Byrne because we know how how emotional Bruno can get as well yeah. um, oh, and yeah. do, do you know what is he's got every right to be because he once again it's another game where he's getting kicked all over the shop every single and, and I think Bruno might have been the first player to get booked if I he remember was, right yeah. Quite um, early on as well, it was like yeah. In. But Bruno once again getting kicked all over the shop. Referee just not doing anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. So if if we jump into the second half, Scott, um, I think everybody was under the impression that Brighton couldn't be any worse coming out, and yeah. um, because they were, I'm not sure if it was the fact that they were so bad, but similar to what you mentioned, the way Villa targeted us and, and took the game to us, it was very very similar, it was like yeah. almost a carbon copy, um, and Brighton. As we expect, that they came out and obviously they performed a hell of a lot better for a, yeah. a certain period of that game. Obviously, the the bring the game back to two one. And do you know what it is? I might be a bit harsh here. I've only seen the replay once. I think Nick Pope is going to be very disappointed by himself on that one. Yeah, it's a great um, ball which gets a player through. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's it a great is, ball, absolutely cuts through the center is. of our defense. Yeah, but. Um, I think Nick Paul will be disappointed to concede there. It's a it's a weird one. I think you know. I think also Fabian Share would probably be looking back on that one, thinking I should probably be in a better position, expecting the pass. But we've seen it a few times this season, like that one ball through the middle of the like from almost like just past the halfway line, just cut to in half, and yeah, we're not reacting to it. Yeah, I I can't say I've seen. 
the save of it. I wasn't really paying attention uh, to it, and I haven't seen it again. Um, so I, I don't know how good or bad Nick Pope was to it. But um, yeah, it was it was one of those ones because right before then, Miggy had that shot, which was he hit right at the keeper. Maybe he could have done a bit better with that. And then Wilson obviously had the follow up header, which just went over the bar, and they, they scored yeah. from that. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of them chances in the game, Scott. There's a couple yeah. of chances where I'm thinking. Oh, it's going to turn into one of these mm-hmm. games where we've had so many chances and we just can't score. Yeah, and obviously we're, we're two. Well, obviously it was two one. Well, two nil before they scored, and obviously yeah. the the chance had a couple of chances just before they they grabbed the first. Which you're thinking, put the game to bed, just do it. Yeah, and we yeah, just couldn't absolutely. do it. Then obviously they score, and it's at that point where you just felt a, a bit of tension in St James's Park and. Like I said earlier, I think it flowed onto the pitch as well because the players, for a good 10, 15 minutes, I would say, after they scored, we looked a little bit conservative. We looked to take our foot off the gas and think, let's just calm it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Brighton were just non-stop, just attacking and attacking. They also made three changes. I mean, they, they brought mm. a McAllister, they brought on Enciso, who was that kid who was uh, born in with uh, Miggy, and Miggy. I think Ferguson. Uh, was the third one so and they're all like McAllister, wasn't it? Was not McAllister, sorry, yeah, McAllister, yeah. not Ferguson. Uh, yeah, no, McAllister and Ferguson. Um, they brought yeah. those three on, and I think for a, for a part of that, that second half, it, it did seem to me Brighton didn't want to play the ball forward because they were worried what we were going to do, and we'd stop pressing because we were worried that Brighton were going to play through it. Mm. And it kind of was like a bit standoffish for about 10 minutes at that point. You're right. Then, so, so where I say, I say Gallagher Strawberry Corner, so, so just mm-hmm. on the bend. And the, the, obviously, their defense are very comfortable on the ball, especially the keeper. keeper, the keeper just takes a <laughs> lifetime, honestly. Yeah. Not a care in the world, that bloke. Um, and the ball was coming back to him from, from goal kicks, whatever it may be. And he was just standing with the ball at his feet, thinking, yeah. that's fine. Like, I've, I've got nothing to absolutely worry about here. I think we caught them once on it, yeah. where I think there's three of our lads just pushing and obviously causing pressure and pylons on, on them not. But like you said, it, it was like a stalemate. It was like a game of chess where they were yeah. just, the, the, well, the keeper and the two centre-backs just thinking, right, we've got this. Then Callum Wilson was drifting off to the right to, to stop the pass to the left. But then nothing actually came from it. It was so strange and, and they never changed it. Brighton played that all game and I'm assuming they've done it all season. Yeah. But that, it, it was that's strange Brighton to watch. To play. They like to they like to encourage the press and then play through the team. Problem is they couldn't play through because we had the players in the right positions to stop the passes. High press. Yeah. It was um yeah, they just they just didn't want to they didn't seem to have a plan B. Um and that was I think their problem. Uh, mm. they just didn't know what to they couldn't deal with what we were doing to them. And it, you know, it's probably a tactical masterpiece from Eddie Howe, uh, to be honest, to 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 see that and go, well, this is how you play against them. Because we saw mm. what Arsenal, what happened there when you know they got three goals against them, and they've done it all season. What what I, what I do want to highlight, obviously, there's an injury uh, to to Willick with comes at two yeah. one, I believe it is. Um, I apologize mm. if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it was two one when that injury yeah, comes, and you can tell straight away he, he just stops yeah. mid floor, he stops, he grabs his hamstring. Obviously, something's popped there, so that's probably him done for the rest of the season now. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot, Anderson I don't know if you've on. noticed, Willick also had mm-hmm. tape on both knees. Oh. So he had like two V's going up both knees, so like from the knee up to the probably the the thigh. Mm. So he's probably felt something before the match, mm. and then it's probably gone during the match. So well, um, I'm assuming that that's worst case scenario that that's him done for the season. I know there's only two games left, and they're coming in quick succession. Week as well. um, 
it worries me a little bit like what on the bones of what us with the likes of, of midfield as in regards to the centre midfield position. Um mm-hmm. Elliot Anderson came on and Elliot Anderson he, the last few appearances he's looked pretty lively. He wants to get the ball forward, he really does. Yeah. Um but just to jump to our third goal, I think after that bit of a Barney argument that Miggy had, um he changed. And yeah. it, it seemed like he had a point to prove at that point. Mm-hmm. And that that goal, the third goal, now our third goal, sorry, it comes from Miggy. Miggy yeah. just absolutely, he's like the roadrunner down that, that touchline, absolutely flames <laughs> off his heels. Yeah. And he's just away. And you know as soon as he slips that into Callum Wilson, it's, it's a high percentage that Wilson's going to find the back of the net. And yep. just as Wilson does, absolutely slots it home. And the noise that St. James's Park made when that goal went in was, mate, honestly, we would have blew the roof off that place if it had a roof because nice. it was absolutely electric. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw it last season with Miggy against Palace when he got a bit roughed up and then he went and scored that absolute beautiful goal, which I think he got goal of the season for, a um, mm. goal of the month, sorry, uh, for. It's a nice thing. You you, you know, you, you get Miggy a bit raged up and he plays like that. Let's do it every game. You know, because it's uh, it's good to see. But yeah, I mean, I think it's Trippier who gets the ball, plays it to Miggy, and in, in the yeah. I think it's um, Espertina who slips, and Miggy's away, and then you're not catching gone. him, and then absolutely Wilson's gone, just in the right place at the right time to receive the ball. He's still got a lot to do. It's not on a plate for him by any stretch, but uh, you know, runs through one on one with the keeper, and you're putting your mortgage on that every day of the week that Wilson's going to slot that home, and you know he did uh, makes it three, and then. I don't even think one Sky, minute. I think it's a one minute. Didn't, later. Sky didn't even catch most of the the second, the, the fourth oh, really? goal. Sorry, because uh, they were still showing the replay. Um, so I've, I've like, I've, I've, like I said, I briefly looked at the highlights, and I've only seen all the goals back once. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the ball does the ball come from. Is it Bruno to, to Wilson, then back to Bruno, or is it? Or is it I can't I remember know. who it is. The, the, I can't remember when it, when it cut back on on the telly. Wilson had the ball. Right, okay. <laughs> so that, that's like that's what like the ball was going to Wilson and he, he he got it. So you didn't see much of it. I think it might have been might have Isaac, been Isak. possibly. Yeah, might have been Isak. Um but yeah, again. Oh yeah, no, sorry, it is no Isak gets it in the other halfway line and he plays Wilson through the middle of their defenders, yeah. kind of similar to their goal. Um, um you are you sure that Wilson through? doesn't doesn't try and find the back of the net from that position? Um or do you think in his head he's a wait where winning went, this? He's went too scores. wide. I think he's he's okay. forced out a little bit wide, so maybe he can it. He hasn't got the angle. Um, I will say the ball of Bruno isn't the best. It's bobbling, uh, and it could could have gone anywhere. It comes off his shin, but uh, he tucks it home. And I think Sky pointed out at the end of it. He, um, I think he did every celebration that he's done <laughs> over the you know. So you know he's got like six or seven different celebrations. He did every single one. Uh, no, Bruno did. Bruno, yeah. So he did the <laughs> fingers in the ears. He did the heart. He did the um, the kiss in the badge. And then he did another heart. And yeah, they were just counting them, rattling them off. Um, Honestly, like I, I think the work rate that Bruno put in tonight, and we've been saying for the X, well, the last X amount of weeks that he's been struggling in games. Um, and yeah. he's looked tired in games. Once again, I think tonight he looked tired in certain times, but I think that's because he literally ran himself into the ground yeah. and he was getting kicked up a height all game. He absolutely. Deserved that goal tonight. He really did. After obviously the last last few few um, performances that he's had, his confidence levels are through the roof now. And there was a moment, I think, it was when Callum Wilson scored the second, and Sky probably didn't even pick up on this. There was a moment where Joe Linton and Bruno are 
in the middle of the pitch, just just ahead from from the, the center circle, on their knees, just hugging each other. It's it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I, like I, I saw from yeah. him, I, I nudged Martin. I said, "You seen these two? And they're, honestly, they're just like embracing and holding each other. It was absolutely lush to see because I honestly think at that moment when it's three one, they've went with this close. We are yeah. this close to Champions League yeah, football. Yeah. I mean, I think at two nil, you probably think, and that's it, done and dusted. And then when Brighton bring the bring that goal back, you think, okay, no, we need to, we need to, we're not get, getting carried away. We're not, it's not done yet. We need to finish this off. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's relief. I think even the players would have probably thought going into this one, this is what hardest game out of the the four, really, the last, you know, the yeah, yeah, game and, then, yeah. and then these three. This is the hardest, the hardest game. I mean, we don't know what Chelsea is going to turn up or. You know what manager is going to be there, so we'll we'll see what it, happens. It, on might, that game, it but might not matter. What it doesn't Chelsea matter. Yeah, and and I personally think if it's all wrapped up on Monday night, that that'll be the last we'll see of Bruno. I don't think they'll risk playing him at Chelsea, and they'll not risk you know maybe a couple of players who are looking a bit leggy. Um, that's one thing I wanted to pick up though. I don't like to criticise Eddie Howe, but my God, does he leave his substitutions till late? <laughs> like those subs yeah. should have been on twenty minutes earlier. Because we yeah. were looking leggy, and it was, and that was before the third goal went in, and we were looking like we were going to concede. Because Isaac was, was running on empty on that left hand side, absolutely empty. And I think Dan Byrne was as well, and it yeah. was getting caught on that left hand side. But mate, I'm screaming for substitutions at two one. We'll then go and score another two in quick succession yeah. and get through for possibly to make it the fifth as well. And Callum yeah. Wilson's one on one with the keeper. And it, obviously, he doesn't find the back of the net though. But we came so close, mate. And we did. Um, just just before we end this one and go through a couple of more talking points, we've got nearly three hundred people watching this one. Uh, so just like the video, it, all that you have to do, like the video, help us out a little bit, get some feeds of different Newcastle United fans and probably Brighton fans. Which, to be fair, they'll probably not watch this one back. Um, and become a Hello, subscriber. The, the Brighton manager has been very, very complimentary to he us. Has. In his postmaster interview as well. Yeah, I've, I've which is always good to see. I've had a quick look at the quotes there and saying that um, he's got no no complaints. Brighton weren't good enough. Newcastle were the better team, and we deserve Champions League football. I believe he said. But yeah, um, become a subscriber as well. Cost you absolutely nothing to do that. We've just hit ten thousand, and if you want to give a little extra bit back, it is just two ninety nine a month to become a member, and you get extra content. Um, Scott, what I want to highlight is who gets your man of the match tonight. So if it wasn't for the fact that Trippier got two assists, it would have been Miggy because he was mm. all over that pitch. He was putting in Agreed. tackles. He was making runs, doing all this. But I think the fact that Trippier gets his two assists and Nelly sets up a third and the way that he's played the whole game, you've got to give it to Trippier. Um, I mean, you could also argue Callum Wilson, you know, for, for the goal um, and the way he played and getting an assist. But no, I would say Trippier for me, uh, just overall play. But if it was just going off, what was happening when the ball was in play? It's Miggy all day long. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Miggy gets that. I'm I'm assuming Sky gave it a trip yeah, because of yeah, the assists. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, Franco was actually asking. Sorry, those I'm just listening to audio because this means nothing to you. Uh, Franco is asking, how do you sign up on iPhone? Um, Scott, you'll know better. You just than me. scroll down from the video. There should be a join button. You just hit join, and then it'll take you through to YouTube to be a, to become a member. There we go. Just two nine nine a month. Um, if not, there'll be a link in the description the as well. There'll be a link yeah. in the description. I'll take you direct if you're on a computer. Um, Scott, um, I don't. I, shall I say this? 
I don't want to tempt fate, okay? <laughs> and obviously, Liverpool play Villa on Saturday, I believe it is. Um, so. If Liverpool don't get a result there, and I mean by result, three points, mm-hmm. don't get three points at Anfield, it's in the bag, isn't it, really? I think it was 93 or 94% they've said now we've got a chance of, of qualifying. I think the fact that Brighton have dropped points, that gives Villa more to play for because they can now yeah. go from UEFA Conference to Europa League. So Gives them a little bit of a push, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And I've only actually saw, I've, I've always thought that Villa would take points off Liverpool. Maybe it's not all three, but I think they might get them, hold them to a draw, which if it's a draw, like, like Ian said in the comments there, we only need one more point. Um, but to be honest, do we care? We're going to beat Leicester, you know. We're, we're going to at least get, you know, three points off Leicester. I reckon. Bold. So, yeah. So what? You know <laughs> we what thought we were going to get beat off off Brighton, and we didn't. We thought we were going to beat Leeds, and we didn't. So, yeah, why not? We'll beat we'll beat Leicester. So the full time whistle went, and as I'm walking outside of St James's Park there tonight, I, I can't wait for Monday already. The atmosphere on Monday yeah. night in that ground will be electric. Just three points away from guaranteeing Champions League football, and honestly. I've heard a little bit of a well. I'm seeing a little bit. I know exactly what what war flags have planned as well. And nice, honestly, tune in, be in the ground because it, it's going to be absolutely outstanding once again from the lads. And I'll be I'll be in Rhodes, so I'll be watching it from a bar somewhere. Probably a lot of San Miguel's down, so uh, I'll be watching. <laughs> do they do San Miguel in Rhodes? I've no idea. I can't remember what they say. <laughs> you just ask for a beer. Mythos. Mythos, Effies, Chuborg, whatever, yeah. Just one of them Spanish San Miguel's, have you got that, please? I know, they'll probably have it on tap, most places do. <laughs> uh, Scott, do you have anything to add before we end this one? Uh, no, I think I think the football spoke for itself, really. I think we just need to, just need to, to do something to get this off our chest, because it was such a good win, because um, I wouldn't have been able to slip tonight if I hadn't at least we never talk about it because I needed to process it and digest it myself. So it's good that we did this. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Like I said, there is 300 people watching. So once again, just like the video. Uh, Franco, is, he's done it. You found he's the button. Been, he's figured out how to become a member. <laughs> Thank you very much, Franco. Uh, it means a lot to us. Um, if you go on the community page as well, you'll see the link for the Telegram group as well. So be sure to join the Telegram group. Um, thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, plenty more stuff to come from ourselves. There's been a couple of comments about the Always Man of Faces podcast and what's happening on Monday night. Uh, we don't know. Um, obviously, there is a match on Monday night, and we don't know what's going to happen in regards to the live show, um, but I'm pretty sure there will be something in the coming days, if not the day after. Um to basically, hopefully, celebrate Champions League football. Um, thanks, everybody. What are you doing? Enjoy your weekend. It's fastly approaching. How are the lads? Get Bye, in. Everyone. Get in. Sports Social Podcast Network.